This is Crow Inquisitors, an actual play RPG podcast about exonerated criminals doing the dirty work of a corrupt church. I'm Caleb, your host and game master, and you're about to listen to episode four of the show. Before we get started, I wanted to make a quick editor's note. During the recording of this episode back in 2016, I was very sick with pneumonia, which made it hard to speak for long periods of time without coughing. I used the mute button liberally while we played, and I've edited around most of the other minor coughs, but you might still notice that my voice is much weaker this session. Turns out, it's not a good idea to play a role-playing game when you have pneumonia. I've often had to learn lessons like that the hard way. The episode is still one of the best in the season, and so being sick didn't keep me down too much, but I wanted to note that before we began. Let's hear our characters' beliefs, instincts, and traits as we begin the episode. This is Crow Inquisitors. Welcome again, everyone. I'm very excited for this. Who would like to offer me a recap of what happened last time? I'm in the closet. (laughs) And you're about to come out of the closet, hopefully. Crazy things happened last time. A lot of roles were made. Unfortunately, no one actually advanced anything, which is very unfortunate for all of you. Is it related to the number of life paths you gave us to start with? A lot of you have skills that are hard to advance because they just have a higher exponent. But you guys have also have plenty of like lower skills that you've been using that you just unluckily haven't done the right amount of tests and in, in the certain frequencies to like advance certain skills. So I'm expecting at least one thing to advance this time. So again, we don't have David this time. Um, I'm expecting to do a, a mini session with David's character, basically like what happened during his little time doing things. So that should be fun. But yeah, so Davis' character is still off doing probably better things than you guys are doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last last time, if I do recall, you tried to... I mean, Alphonse did a lot of things that ended up being very bad for you guys. He tried Adam to, got struck by lightning. Adam did get struck by lightning. Jira's character tried to convince the abbess that... what I mean, I, you try to convince her of a lot of things, but Eventually, you just kind of spilled the whole sordid affair to her, and she didn't believe you, of course. And, and then she you. fell in love with me. Well, she thinks you're charming. British. She locked you in a pantry, so that happened. So let's go ahead and do beliefs, instincts, and traits. Alphonse. My beliefs are I'm just as good as Dellen, and I'll prove it by messing up his mission. I want to end the papacy, so I will start by protecting the, the abbess from us. And I want to restore my reputation by making people think that I'm a good guy. Instincts, I always entertain myself, always have alcohol, always make the situation worse. Character traits, rebel rouser, drunk, mark of privilege, unlucky, tall tale teller, rapier wit. And then the cultural ones are haughty, religious, and gluttonous. Nice, nice. Uh, Cantarius. I was spared for a reason, and I will administer my own justice. Mm-hmm. The staff is the key to figuring out what happened to my son. If I break it, maybe the bondage of my son's soul can be broken as well. 
I will always do what's right no matter what anyone thinks. I'll make sure that there is no needless death. My instincts, if there is a confrontation, I take the lead. Always inventing something, never harm a child. Very nice, very nice. Traits, uh, rabble-rouser, gifted, dreadful, intimidating, blind, religious, foreign blood, haughty, and gluttonous. Very nice. I'm still wearing clothes. Antonius? I want to get my life back, so I approve myself by completing this mission. I despise the oppressive nobility, therefore I will hurt the first noble I see. I don't want to be a horrible person, therefore I will rein in the bloodthirsty impulses of the other members of the party. The first step to this is to prevent them from harming anyone at the Abbey until we have proof of heresy. My instincts. If I see something broken, I must fix it. I always believe I'm right, and I always have a knife on me. And then traits. I am broken in, ambitious, cynical, a made man, hand-eye coordination, and I'm unlucky. And then cultural traits. I'm seen as religious, haughty, and gluttonous. Theo, last but not least. If I do Narani's bidding, I will get my wife back. I will kill the abbess for her. I'm fighting whether or not to trust the gods. I will work towards increasing my faith. If the goddess tells me to kill, this is instincts. Uh, if the goddess tells me to kill someone, I kill them. Always judge a book by the cover. Never heed danger. Traits. Mark of privilege. Rapier wit. Tasting the lash. Life is death. Believer. Faithful. And glory hound. Attractive. Determined. Uh, mercantile. And light blonde hair. Cool. Reading these off always gives me lots of ideas for just what's, what's going to happen in the upcoming section. Because believe it or not, I don't really plan for these per se as kind of set up a sandbox with certain characters and just kind of let you guys roam free. After like the kind of like opening like sequence and, and you know, the cool like anime opening song and whatnot, we get to uh, have little little to be continued roll go through and we see uh theo be struck by lightning and alphonse being locked in a closet by the abbess we hear the click of the lock and then we uh see kentarius's pie being thrown to the ground by the blacksmith <laughs> in anger and antonius um <laughs> sleeping a lot <laughs> and we open up with kentarius chucking the staff into the fire yay last time on burning wheels <laughs> yeah. Dylan, he's a murderer Here's a pie. I don't want it. <laughs> There's a big cloud of smoke. There would be. I'm using exactly, the bellows exactly. at the moment. It and and that's not in. yeah. That's not natural. The cloud suddenly turns green. Oh and, dear. And then it starts like billowing around. I'm gonna duck for cover. All right. So yeah, you duck for cover. What exactly you're ducking behind? Probably either a workbench or looking to get out of the immediate vicinity of the forge. Okay. Depends on the layout of the forge itself. Cantarius, you don't really, um, you know, obviously you don't see the screen smoke, but were you planning on like backing up anyway, or? At this point, I just want to see what's going on, what happens. I mean, you're not going to see what happens because you're blind. Oh, <laughs> right. Always forget about that. I'm just going to chill there. All right. Yeah. Um, go ahead and make a health test for me. What? Okay, then I, then I don't. <laughs> Do you mean like like from the heat or like because the staff does something? The cloud of smoke turn, it turns oh, green. It's kind of like billowing. Okay, outward. that's why I'm making it. Have you make a health test, Connor? Because this is like the initial okay. like what's happening, and then after that, you can definitely take a step backward. But you start coughing, and then this is your initial kind of reaction. 
So basically what, what happens is you, you, you cough a bit and you step back, but there aren't any debilitating effects that occur. But yeah, this billowing cloud of green smoke just kind of continues to like expand through the room. What are you guys doing about it? I just want it to like I, be destroyed, so. I think Antonius is going to cuss at Cantarius and then ask him what the heck was he thinking? Yeah, it makes sense. So what was Cantarius thinking? I wasn't. I wanted that to be destroyed. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't I, say that. I wanted to destroy myself. Uh, let's see. So smoke's coming out of the forge. So it's not being swept up the chimney by the, or swept up the flue by the normal draft and the natural circulation of the air inside the forge, which typically does handle most of the smoke. Does it look like natural smoke, or is it kind of more like dry ice fog that sticks to things? And yeah. yeah, that's definitely what it looks like. Hangs along the floor. Yeah. Okay. This is thoroughly beyond anything I've seen before. I told you it was magic. I told you there was. I told you it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Do you not see the mess you've made? Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, oh snap! Blind jokes. So I think what happens. I mean, he just. I he doesn't ha- respond. He just kind of chills. Mm-hmm. I think what happens to watch when, as you guys were talking about that is uh, Maddie, the little girl steps out from like the door to go that goes into the house from the forge and just like widens her eyes widen like this she lets a little a gasp and then she like kind of like trips right into the this cloud what well at least she gasped before she fell into the cloud i'm going to dive for her and try to scoop her up and pull her out of the smoke and away from the forge out onto the street go ahead and make a speed test for me okay uh, no modifiers, because it's stat test, so I can't fork. Yeah, and it should be top two. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you did get a six, though. You could reroll that. Yes, I'm going to. Unfortunately, that is not a success. Okay, oh. can I gun for then, too? You can, indeed. That is another speed test. Okay. Ob? Just two. two. It's not three because he's blind? Actually, plus two ob to all site-based speed and ability tests, so... That is a Hob uh, 4 instead. Oh, crap. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Did you, I get a 6? Oh, uh, no, you didn't. So, you get there, and you pick her up. But okay. she has to make the health test without any sort of advantage die now. So, let me go and roll that for her. She does. I don't know why I didn't make a character sheet for her. Because you weren't planning on, you know, throwing her into a fire. Or a poisonous cloud of stuff. Nah, Caleb's always planning on throwing children into the fire. I can't argue with it. Oh, wow. All ones. Wow. (sighs) Now he eats you even more, Connor. So she starts, like, coughing profusely. She starts, like, talking to you and and saying, like, what what is that? What is that? But her voice just gets weaker and weaker um, within a very short amount of time. What do you guys do with her at that point? Like, after you kind of, like, get her out of the cloud, what are you doing with her? Well, at this point, don't I need to make a uh, health test because I'm in the cloud with no... Yeah, go ahead and make a health test. Top two, so... You get a six, so you can re-roll it. So you succeeded in that health test. I I was going to say, I should probably leave and you should probably be like, yo, I saved your girl from crazy old blind man. That's an option. (laughs) (laughs) Sorely tempted. Sorely tempted. Don't tempt me, Frodo. (laughs) Sorry, you guys just like Standing there, holding Maddie in your arms. Well, yes, yes. Um, That's not creepy at all. Like she's struggling to breathe then because mm-hmm. of the smoke. Okay, so we probably like you know take her out of the smoke. 
but I'm assuming. Like which way? Do you take her like yeah. into the house? No, no, no. Out into the street. All right. Do out you close the, street, the away door? From... I'm torn at this point because I want to run back in and get the Smith and his wife out of the house as well. But I don't want to give Maddie to Cantarius because I really don't like this guy anymore. Okay, so obviously my staff is still in the thing, right? Yeah, I mean, still on the forge. Should I, like, do something about that? Maybe. Should I take it well, out? I mean, it's pretty obvious that it was the cause of the green smoke that's now clinging to the ground and creeping across the ground. So probably. Well, yeah. So, but well, I think I want it to I be I think destroyed. what I'm going to do. Throw it in the fire! Destroy it! <laughs> I think, is the smoke kind of down around knee height? Where is it at? Hanging uh, in the air. Yeah, right now it's basically like calf height on most people. Okay. So, but she tripped and fell into it. Yeah, and that's she why she kind of fell into it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to definitely scoop her up out of the smoke and hold her above it. And I'm assuming I'm closer to the door of the house than the door of the forge. The forge is basically like has two walls and then another wall that is the beginning of the house and then a door that goes into the house and then mm-hmm. an open wall that just. Is there's no wall there. It's just kind of open out to the to the rest of the town. So okay, how serious is the smoke then? I mean, is it pretty seriously pouring out of the forge at this point, or is it just it's, sort of? It's kind of creeping across the ground. Okay, so it's not like it's going to engulf the entire house in a matter of moments. And I think I am going to bring Maddie inside to her family. Then probably smart. What's the name of the blacksmith again? August A G O S T. I guess it would technically pronounced August. August or something like that. You can't even figure out how to pronounce the name you picked out. There are several ways you could pronounce it, I suppose. Well, I'm going to call for him then and bring his daughter into the house. So you kind of go into the house and do that. Cantarius, what are, what are you doing? I feel like I should bring it out, but at the same time, I don't think my character would want to. Let's ask this question. Has this happened before? Has there ever been green smoke before? What different ways have you tried to destroy the staff with? Probably every conceivable way that I could rationally do without getting arrested or, you know, starting something on fire or creating some sort of how long, smoke. how long have you had this staff for? At least 15 years, right? Really? I didn't think it was that long. Yeah. Oh, your son gave it to you before you went. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you've tried pretty much every conceivable way to destroy this. Okay. thing, And this has never happened before. This is a completely new development. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm itself. I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to kind of chill back, you know, keeping okay. away from the smoke. I'm going to leave it in because I want it to just be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So this has never happened before. Clearly, I'm doing something right. Right? Right? Maybe. Absolutely not. Yeah. So the green smoke threads its way across the ground, goes outside, starts kind of like spreading, and you're just letting it go. Yes, smoke. He probably doesn't know where it is. You, you, can, you okay. can smell the acrid smell of it it smelled does not smell like normal smoke it smells like sickeningly sweet and yeah you can definitely sense it as it just you just feel this weird presence as it just kind of creeps up okay this smoke is just going to keep spreading so you're just going to keep yeah if it's going to destroy it i'm not going to change anything okay so let's let's go ahead and cut back into antonius you know you come in and you see the mother first maria and uh she like cries out and says, my baby, what? Oh, Maddie, Maddie, come here. And she kind of like grabs her from you. She's Italian? We're all Italian. We all are, dude. I'm probably going to be mad at you for hurting my daughter, but you know. 
And she starts like cradling her and, and saying, Maddie, Maddie, are you, you okay? And then she kind of like looks at the Maddie's skin and Maddie's skin is starting to kind of like break out in like some sort of like hives. I'm going to, at this point, since Maddie appears to be safe for the moment, I'm going to run back out into the forge, grab a big pair of tongs, try to pull the, uh, pull the staff out of the fire and put it in a quench tank. Okay, I'm assuming you're just kind of like holding your breath while you do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can probably... Depends on where the smoke is, but yeah. Yeah. Towards the forge itself, it can just kind of like billowing out. There's definitely more of like a kind of mm-hmm. cloud that would be near your face, but... Uh, as long as you kind of hold yeah, your Yeah, typical okay. blacksmith caution. That's typical yeah. blacksmith caution, yeah, uh, definitely. I suppose. You don't ever have your eyes wide open yeah. and you're staring at the forge and yeah. you don't breathe what's coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, right away you hear Maria's kind of like, what happened to her? As you like kind of run off. But you make your way out there just fine. You manage to do that. I'm going to shout over my shoulder. I'll explain in a moment. Mm-hmm. You know how to do blacksmithing stuff, so you know, no roll involved. You just tear it out. Darn. And the smoke starts billowing. And uh, it's definitely kind of coming off of the staff tendrils, but it's slowly dissipating. Under the water in the quench tank? Yeah, yeah. The smoke's kind of boiling yeah. out of the water then mm-hmm. a little bit? Or yeah. Awesome. And it's weird it's because, like... chemical. Exactly. It's weird because, like, it looks exactly the same. Like, it's not like the, the water quenched the heat of the the staff and then the smoke just like disappears or whatever and it turns into like steam like literally there's just smoke and it's still swirling kind of underwater as well and there's just this kind of swirling tender like greenish smoke they're just kind of slowly dissipating out from the staff okay so it's not coming as violently as it was out of the forge but it's still coming out of the quench tank and just a little bit and then I mean, if you leave it in there for a little bit a little then bit. it's okay. fine My, i'm not going to take it out for a while mm-hmm standard practice and all. If you just go in and give the girl to her mom and then come right back out, I think the, the smoke probably only traveled to the street itself and that's it. And so yeah, kind of the, the smoke just kind of like starts kind of slowly rolling back into the forge. I'm mad. Goes kind of like swirls back up into the forge and then just kind of dissipates. Oh wow. That was a little more excitement than I was hoping for. It's not over yet, my friends. But okay, I, I think that's when we'll, we'll kind of cut over to, um, I think, to Alphonse real quick. So Alphonse is in this pantry. What is Alphonse doing? Uh, knocking fiercely on the door, trying to get someone to help me. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and make a conspicuous test? <laughs> one. <laughs> but it's a G1. What's the uh, obstacle? <coughs> one. <coughs> So this is the thing. All right. So what time is it right now? I'm trying to think. Late. It was dark and raining. Remember? Yeah, it wasn't. Well, it was raining during the afternoon, though. Um, I think it's actually evening now. And I think there's like a lot of bustling around because there are two guys. There is. Yeah. One got struck by lightning and doctor and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Let's just go ahead and say two to get noticed. You can fork other things in if you think they might be relevant. I'm not sure what would be. And again, this is just to be <laughs> noticed. I, I literally don't think there's anything on here. Yeah, I don't think there is either. Okay, well, let's just hope it's a six. Mm, so close. So close. So you're just kind of being obnoxious, banging on the door, trying to get someone to help you, and there's no one. No one pays you mm-hmm. any attention. Isn't this and a nunnery? I think it just means narratively that no one's walked by this corridor. Okay. 
Is there a window? So it's not like the nuns are like, oh, I wonder who's screaming in there. I should just not open the door. No. Oh. <laughs> is there a window? Um, much better for the church. I don't think there is a window, no. Alphonse. There's no window. Like Why would vent? there be a window in a pantry? I don't know. Oh, I need an exit route on a in a pantry. <laughs> I don't like all all rooms have windows in like castles, so during the day it can be lit. Not, so not I don't have to waste the torches and whatnot. Because otherwise it would be pitch black in there. I don't think a pantry, no. I think a lot of the other rooms definitely, but not a pantry. Was there a vent? Because <laughs> castles have vents. No, they don't have vents. And yeah, I mean the only airflow is through the door. And there's cracks in the door. There's door hinges. You could try doing the Antonius trick and find Can some I leverage. take the hinges off the door? Whoa, don't you dare touch those door hinges. And this is when Tiddlywinks no. just happens to crawl through the, the, the little, little, through the rafters and drop the keys to me. I'm, I'm going to do a faith roll then. You don't have faith. Exactly. Put it in learned. You have to get a trait before you can get faith. Gosh darn it. Fine, I just... You could definitely do a bean learned on plenty of other skills, though. You could do a lockpick, an untrained lockpick test. Unfortunately, you don't have tools for that, so... It's a pantry. I'm sure there's something I could improvise. No, yeah, I mean, there definitely is. You just... Yeah. It'd be pretty high test. I'll just use power, then. Just kind of break the door down? Yeah. All right, scrawny nobleman, give me that power test. I mean, I have three power. I'm probably going to make it a three op, an op three to get out. Uh, oh, wow. That was a horrible roll. Oh, there's there's one six, though. You can re-roll that. I mean, may as well. I have all of the fate points in the world. Re-roll that. Crap. Uh, it's not a success. All right, so life. what happens is we, we see this kind of like montage of like Alphonse feeling his muscles and like look, looking like, like specific weak points and like analyzing them. He's like, Hmm, yes, I believe I could take down the door. Like, can my foot go through the door and then I get stuck? Yeah, yes, he like runs into it. absolutely like, what happens. Oh, and you, you go, and instead of like, <laughs> like shouldering it like you probably should have, you just like kick it and probably not even a very good place to you. And your, your foot just goes through, but nothing else happens and you get stuck. <laughs> now you have your foot stuck in the door. Is, is my foot all the way through the door? Because I don't see how it could get stuck otherwise. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Maybe he'd get like attention. Like also somebody walks by is like That would definitely be uh changing of the circumstances on uh Let It Ride. So go ahead and roll a conspicuous again at ob one. <laughs> can I can I fork in seduction because I, my legs are oh so my attractive? Goodness. No. That's like whoa, that's so a handsome leg right there. It's literally just your foot. <laughs> okay. Yes. Cool. So what happens is uh, you're kind of like wiggling your foot around. And what, what are you saying exactly? To try to get attention. I was like, uh, I could use a little help here. Please open the door. Uh, I had and an accident. Someone like grabs your foot. And I think we'll just actually cut to break there and come back and see who has grabbed your foot. <laughs> it's a man. <laughs> we'll no. see. He's like, hey, baby. Oh, you're a guy. All right, so let's go ahead and take a five minute break and then come back. Stick around. We'll be right back with some more Burning Wheel right after this. Stick around? Stick around. Yeah, okay. 
steel is an attribute that represents the character's nerves. It is tested when the character is startled or shocked. The results of the test then tell us whether the character flinches or whether they steal their nerves and carry on. When a steel test is failed, the player loses control of the character momentarily, just as the character loses control of his faculties. The player chooses how the character loses it, but after that, the character is out of action for a few in-game seconds as they freak out. A GM can call for a steel test under four conditions, when the character is confronted with surprise, fear, pain, or wonderment. The base obstacle for a steel test is always 10 minus the character's will exponent, or what we call their hesitation. This tells us, roughly, how long this particular character will hesitate when surprised, shocked, or in pain. Each point of hesitation is a heartbeat of real time. Steel is then tested to overcome that hesitation. When testing steel, the attribute acts like any other ability in the game. Steel tests are open-ended automatically, and there are no forks for the attribute, and very rarely any help. Every success generated on a steel test reduces the character's hesitation by one, reducing the actual time spent hesitating. If the player rolls successes equal to their character's hesitation, then the character doesn't even blink. They steal their nerves and soldier on. When a character fails a steel test, the character stops what they are doing and loses it for a moment, for as many heartbeats as the margin of failure. During those achingly long heartbeats, he may do one of four things. Stand and drool, fall prone and beg for mercy, run screaming, and swoon. Adam's character, Theo, has a trait that gives him a fifth steel option, go for glory. Let's get back to the action on Crow Inquisitors. Hello, we're back. It's the Burning Wheel. I think we actually will go back to go to Theo. Actually, we won't go straight back to Alphonse, um, even though he his foot was just grabbed seductively. Okay. I just imagining it kind of as, a, as like a romantic comedy where like his foot is just kind of stuck in the door, and then <laughs> someone like grabs his foot, and then like, yeah. hey, is there someone? Else? Oh, 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> and he's gonna try to charm whoever it is. Yeah. So I think what happens is we open up on. Feel laying in the kind of medical bed or whatever that they have in uh, the nunnery for him. And uh, he's kind of like laying there still contemplating the fact that the goddess Narani has just ordered him to kill the abbess. So, so what do we kind of get from Theo as he's kind of laying there? I'm going to try and get up and go kill her even though I'm injured. Really? Just like that? I'm going to try. Okay, sounds good. Oh, do I have to do like a... No, know. no, you're fine. I'm going to start walking towards the door. Even though I'm probably struggling. The door to like the rest of that abbey? Yeah. Okay. So the nuns around you are like, sir, you you shouldn't. They're trying to like stop you, but not like by physically restraining you, just. Yeah. I have to complete my mission. I, it's hard to explain. I, I have to go. I was like, look, what, sir, sir, no, no, I, I have to go. I have to go kill your leader. No, I'm not going to say that. I, know. I mean, you have to go grab your trident and then grab it menacingly. I doubt it's still on you. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Okay, so 
Let me go did find you, it. Did you leave your trident where you got lightning? Yeah, because they just brought me in. So I gotta go get my, I'm going to go get my trident, then come back inside. So I'm going to sneak around and come back in. So I infiltrated the... <laughs> I still don't know what the abyss looks like, by the way. So I'm looking for the abyss. She looks kind of like behind you, like over your shoulder and winds her eyes. And then she just like points behind you. Okay, I turn around. And the abyss is there. <laughs> and go ahead and make a steel test. A steel test? Okay. Oh, crap. I'm going to give you this information first and then choose what you do with your seal, your failed steel test. Because technically, one of your options with a failed steel test, because you have the trait glory hound, is to just run into the thick of it. So, the abyss looks exactly like your wife. Oh, great. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, Theo and Alphonse, do you get to fight over her? Oh, then? shoot. We're going to fight over her. Can I, like, break down and start crying? Yep, that's definitely an option. Can I approach her still? Like, not in, like, a, like an evil way, but kind of, like, almost, like, shocked. Just kind of, like, is this really happening right now? Um, okay, so you have a few options here. You failed oh. the steel test, so you can either... You could fall down on the ground crying. That's, that's a good option. You could run and, and scream. You could just, like, stand there in shock. You could swoon. Or, because you have Glory Hound, for Glory is the a steel reaction. So whatever that means for this situation. Can I? I'm going to probably get my... Break down crying. Okay. So that happens for as you know, as much as your hesitation says, which is uh six for you. For about six beats, you're just crying on the ground. The nun next to you kinda leans down and uh like the, the younger nun and kinda like tries to comfort you a bit. But finally the abbess kinda comes over and leans down next to you and says, Warrior, is there something wrong? How is it, how can this be? Like it just kinda like Say something like that, you know, kind of like, no, yeah, like I think it's almost her. How can what be? I, I, I understand that you were struck by lightning. Is that of what you speak? Can I like almost like not like bow down to her, but I'm kind of like on the ground. Can I like grab her feet and kind of like hug, like hug her feet? Like I'm crying, just like, like oh my goodness, this is happening. Yeah, so she's very uncomfortable with this, but she doesn't like move away. Kind of like pats your head a little bit. She says, "I'm sorry. What is wrong? Is there anything that we can do to help?" I'm going to ask her what her name is. Achia. Achia True. I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm just kind of like so shocked. Hmm. And then I think, I think she kind of catches on and she says, do I remind you of someone? Someone else? Yes. Someone I lost long ago. Someone you lost? Yes. I'm sorry. Who was this person? She was my wife. What was her name? Could I just not say anything? Yeah, definitely. Can I actually like tell her the truth? Like, I'm supposed to kill you, but I can't. Basically, like I was sent here to kill you, but I can't do it because you remind me of the one I'm fighting. She doesn't seem as surprised as you probably think she might be. She kind of just nods slowly and she says, A friend of yours told me as much. I believe you're one of those that they call the, the Crow Inquisitors. Yes. So, why does the church want to kill me so? I don't know. I just figured I had to follow orders, but I not do this anymore. I don't know what to do. Well, technically, we weren't ordered to kill him or her. We just or assumed her. because she's a heretic. I mean, Theo was ordered to kill her. Just not that by the Inquisitor, a- by the goddess Narani. Okay, I know what I want to do. Can I, can I offer my trident to her? Can I just like not even looking at her in the face, like just kind of like uh-huh. hand it to her. 
I, I don't know if she'll actually take it, but I'm just kind of like holding it out to her. Like, okay, yeah, she she just like looks at you and she says, "I don't. What what do you want me to do with this?" I don't know how to say this, but like it's kind of like kind of like showing her that I can't kill her. Like I can't I can't continue on, so I want her to take it. Like in like okay. a, like a surrender way. Sure, sure, and I think I think she gets that after a little bit. I think she she does. She kind of grasps it, and and it's definitely heavy. So she kind of like. She just kind of hands it to the middle-aged nun who's right there, and she's pretty strong, so she just kind of grabs it and sets it against the wall. And then the abbess kind of kneels down and then offers you a hand, Theo. She says, I don't think there needs to be any killing today, don't you? Yes, I agree. Yeah, so, so you stand up then, and I think what happens is, like, when you look at her, like, suddenly there's, like, a, like a flash and, like, a scream in your head. And then the face that looks like your wife becomes your wife's ghost face. And then it becomes Narani's face and then back to your wife's ghost face again. And then the ghost face screams out, kill her. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, am <laughs> I going to die? I'm like fighting two different like personas in my head. Like, I'm like, oh, do I kill her? And like, almost like shame myself. Like, I just killed my wife. I mean, my, I mean. I don't know. Is there any way I could like? Tr- I don't think this would work, but like try to persuade the goddess or no? Oh yeah, no, you can definitely try to persuade like, the goddess. I think the goddess, like, she isn't even like a heretic, and she just wants me to kill her just to spite me because she's like, oh, she looks exactly like her or something, and like, she's like, oh, this would really hurt him. So can I pray? Is to your character now? thinking this, or are you thinking this? The character is thinking this. Like, she meant to do this just because, like, she hates me. Like okay. or whatever. Do I do that in faith or is that like a persuasion? No, that just be persuasion. You're definitely praying to her, but yeah. So so you're just doing that like right there as you're standing there? Yeah. Like kind of like in my head. Do I have persuasion? You do. You have forward persuasion. Not that bad. No modifiers? I don't think so unless you can think of one. Can I use doctrine as like a, since you're the goddess of love or goddess of marriage, kind of like using that as like, I can't kill her because... I married my wife and she looks exactly like my wife. So it's basically like killing my wife. So I can't do it. So you're like, don't you understand like the, like the power of marriage? You know, like, sure, kind of sure. like that. Add one modifier dice. That works. So unfortunately for you, this uh, is, base obstacle. yeah, like this six. is against a God and yeah. it's her will. So I think what it's going to be is that it's an ob eight. Cause I think that's her base will. She's not like necessarily like predisposed against it per se, but that's her base will. And to convince her of anything, that's how you have to get it. Great. So yeah, go ahead and roll that and hope for some lots of sixes. Oh my goodness, I got destroyed. You got one six. Is there is there a possible way I could win? Oh, it's definitely possible. It's just highly improbable. Oh. If you rolled five four sixes in a row, yeah, four sixes in a row, and then a success. success after that. Do I only use one one fate point for one fate point for all of that? So if it okay. yeah, okay, I'm gonna try it. Oh no, not even it's another success. But hey, that's a challenging persuasion test. So go ahead and mark that. You also got a difficult steel test, so mark that too. Unfortunately, that is not what you needed for persuasion. You needed for routine. You needed a bunch of routines. You didn't need another challenging. So I think what you basically just get back is like a like a mental image of like. Her, like, kind of flipping you off in whatever godly way that might be, whatever cultural way that is. Basically just rudely gesturing at you, and that's it. <laughs> no more lightning? Is, is it possible to, lie, to trick the gods? 
Can I like lie to her and say that I'll do it later? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could try. Again, the odd would be eight because it's Will. <laughs> Can I lie for him? Can I say it and not like mean what I say? Like kind of like I mean, not like lie about it, but kind of like okay, I'll do it later. I mean, that'd be a lie. So, but what if I what if I thinking maybe I'll kill her later? I mean, yeah. If you would say that, and if if you're sincere about it, well, I'm kind of like if it comes to it, I'll kill her. But like, I'm not going to do it right now because I don't know how it feels. So I'm not sure if I would. Like, I don't know if I like. No, I won't. But I'm like, I don't want to. But I may or may not. Like, if there's any way possible, I can. I'll try. But I'm not going to say I. I, I'm not thinking I'm not going to kill her. You probably just like you say that to her and. She probably doesn't believe you per se. Like she's like, yeah, whatever, you won't do it. But she's not gonna like smite you down right now. So she kind of wants to wait and see if you'll actually do it. So okay, yeah. If I disobey her, like let's say I did, what what kind of things happen if I disobey the gods? Struck by lightning, pestilence. But, but if I if I fail, I thought she just like I didn't get my wife back. Yeah, yeah. So I so I'm kind of like deciding whether or not I want my wife or just not. I'm kind of thinking the god already trying to choose between the wife and this yeah. lady who looks just like her. Like, like, so I'm not like, uh, I'm not saying that I want to kill her or that I don't want to kill her. I'm just kind of like, I'm thinking about what I choose. Like, I'm either choosing to try and pursue my wife or just let her live in the afterlife. She was a, she was a loyal follower. So I don't know. Like, I'm kind of deciding whether or not I should bring her back and or just let her live in the afterlife and live my life so I'm, I'm i don't know so i'm kind of like deciding like i, I haven't decided yet so that's where i kind of have right, at right now mm-hmm. so i think what we do is we kind of go back over to antarius and antonius what are they up to after the whole uh poison cloud incident i'm probably going to give him the same lecture i would give a first year forage apprentice about <laughs> being careful around the forge <laughs> and not playing with fire and blacks the smith shop is not a playroom Stay away from the forge and do it all in the most patronizing tone I possibly can. Awesome. Take away all of his good noodle stars. Because he's clearly not right if he's got to just throw something into the forge like that while I'm working. Yeah. I am probably mad at you, though, for taking it out. I'm just mad that I thought it was working and he, like, ruined it. Yeah. Do you look at the staff, Mm -hmm. Antarius? Oh, obviously. Is there any damage done? Nope. Not a single scratch. Okay. It seems exactly the same. So he's pulled it out of the quench tank. Yeah. Then. I'm not sure you should do that. We should let it cool for a little while first. It was smoking quite a oh, bit. Oh, it's quite There's... cool. And it's... It is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's getting down towards evening. Are, you, are either of you guys thinking about the fact that the and Alphonse are nowhere to be found? Uh, no. Um, at, this point, to me. at this point... Cantarius has been an idiot. There's been a bunch of green smoke. My friend's daughter just got herself ill. I'm probably going to go find out if she's okay. Uh, it looks like she's actually taken a, a bit of a turn for the worse, actually. Mm. Oh, no. She ought to be seen by some sort of medical professional. Is there a doctor in the village? The blacksmith says, I, I called for him, but they said that he, he went up to the, uh, to the nunnery to, to handle some sort of... Someone got hurt up there, I guess. I, I didn't really ask questions. I sent for the priests, but I don't think there's good. I, and then he kind of like pales as he realizes what he just said. Because you remember, he's a very religious man, so. As long as she breathes, there's hope. We should take her up to the nunnery, see if we can't catch the doctor on his way back. Perfect. 
<laughs> Everything is coming together. Hold on, I had a question. What's the difference between doctrine and temple-wise? Doctrine is like knowing about the religion and like how it works. Uh, temple-wise is knowing about, you know, about, knowing about the churches in Saran. You know, how they, how they work, how they, they're built, what it's like to be in them, how the day-to-day function of them go, that kind of stuff. So, Cantarius, what are you doing while this is happening? So, Antonius is kind of like leading the... Uh, he, he, no. he says, he's absolutely, he's like, yes, that's probably the thing to do. He just kind of lets, lets you lead him up to the nunnery. Him and his wife are both coming with you, with Maddie. Cantarius, okay. what are you doing? I'll probably be sitting in the, uh, the, in the tavern room, just staring at the staff, trying to find some sort of scratch on it. Mm-hmm. Staring at it with your fingers, so you can't actually see. Exactly, but that's Thank more you. efficient. Yeah. That's it? You just, you're staring at it? I probably just have some introspection, and I'd say, like, this is where my belief comes in, where I'm like, I need to stop these people from being evil, and I realize how selfish I've been, because since Maddie got hurt. Mm, nice. And then... I, I'd probably get up then, mm-hmm. hopefully in time to see Josh, like, walking away with the people. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. So you just follow them, or, like, at a discreet distance? Yeah, I tail them. Yep. Okay. Let's go ahead and go back to Alphonse, then. This is going to be great. <laughs> this person grabbed your foot. Okay. It's a feminine voice that answers um, and basically says, Can I help you with something? Could you please open the door? <laughs> um, is, it, is it locked? I think so. And, and she kind of, like, struggles with it a bit. And she's like, um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have the key. I believe only the abbess and, and some of the higher level uh, nuns have it. How did you get yourself locked in here? Uh, I, I was in here, you know, I needed a breather. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think I locked myself in. Yeah, I, I didn't know the door was locked on the outside. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I can help you there. Do you want me to go find someone who could unlock it for you? Yes, please. Okay, I, I can probably do that. And then a person walks away. And you, you're kind of like stuck waiting there for just a little bit. And then you hear footsteps approaching again. Um, Is this foot still in the door? Yeah. <laughs> is it the matronly nun? Um, yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she opens it and she kind of gives you like a big, a sly like smile. She's like, oh, it's you. How did you get yourself trapped in here? Where's the abbess? I, I need to talk to her immediately. She's right down there. She was, uh, she went to go talk with that, uh, man with the trident, I think. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's where she's at now. Didn't know what happened. So he's like, he's just going to like come and try and kill me or something. Oh yeah. With my, with my one brawling dice. <laughs> okay. So like, that's where she's at right now. Yep. Okay. I, I just book it. Okay. Fast Speed as I can. Test. <laughs> Is the door still stuck to your ankle? I mean, I'm pretty sure... No, no, no. I think that's actually what happens. I think she was talking to you the whole time with your, your foot in the door, and you just kind of, like, start to go, and then your foot just kind of, like, punches, and you, like, biff it on the ground. And then you're like, um, can I... Can you help me get my foot out? And she's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And she kind of, like, <laughs> pushes your foot through. Speed test. <laughs> you're just kind of like... Well, you got... Her. Sixes on both of your dice. Do you want to roll? Yes. Can fate to roll those again? <laughs> I have all of the fate points in the world. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> just automatically oh, roll that six again. That's three successes. <laughs> well, okay, so it's nice. two. 
three, four, that's five. Yeah. I think what happens is you get there basically right as the scene with Theo just finished. Theo, you see uh, Alphonse booking it from behind you. And yeah, Alphonse, you see Theo like chatting amiably with uh, the Abbas. Is he still like collapsed at her at her feet? No. Can I tell that the situation isn't, uh, you know, dangerous or am I? I mean, I, I, can, can I tell from your body language and the fact that you don't have your trident? Well, I, yeah, I don't have my trident, so I guess probably, yeah, you probably could have if I don't have my trident. She's just holding a trident. You're like, what? What's going on here? No, <laughs> she's going to kill me. It's against the wall. <laughs> yeah, Adam, she'd be like, ah, she's going to kill me. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Does the, uh, am I in or front like, of the like, abyss or behind the abyss? Yeah, behind. So she's faced away from you towards Theo. So does Theo notice me? Yeah. yeah. Do you say anything? Uh, yeah, I probably would. I'd be like, Alphonse, the situation's different now. Or something like that. Like, kind of like warn you, like, it's not, it's okay. Like, I'm not. Are you, are you like sobbing still or? Kind of like, kind of, it's kind of like, kind of like noticing, like, hey, like nothing's going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't, like the best way I could say that without like sounding dumb or. <laughs> I'm not going to kill her. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to just like, yeah. I'm not going to kill. Oh, everyone like looks at me like, no, I, I'm not. No, it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm not going to kill her. It's fine. I am not a serial killer. It's fine. I am not. A <laughs> so you, you, what, what do you say exactly? Like I said the first time, like the situation's changed. Okay. I just collapsed with relief. I'm just like, yes. Okay. And, and I just collapse in relief. And I think that's the moment when so you're you're in this like really big like antechamber that has like braziers lit on the, on the sides and like a big like that graven image of the the incomplete circle which is the symbol of the the great god mm-hmm. and there's like these big stained glass windows um two on each wall and yeah. two of them the ones that are not to like the wall and like the cliff phase they shatter inward and basically a bunch of arrows come out. I dive in front of the... I, I dive, like, tackle the lady to try and protect her. Okay. Yeah. Would that be agility? Yeah, so everybody make agility rolls. Let me let me go ahead and make a bow roll here. They should get a uh, a minus because it's raining. And night. What, I, what I would probably do is probably grab my trident and stand in... I would probably also try to protect her, but I wouldn't tackle her. I would just stand in front of her. Kind of, like, grab it and get in front of her. And then all of a sudden he just tackles her and, like, oh... <laughs> And I use my body as a shield. This is going to be like a love triangle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's only three successes, so oh, that's okay. what everybody's rolling against, is that three. You have a six, though. Yeah, I'll re-roll it. Crap. Well, if you fail, it'll just be me, because I went and jumped in front of her. Like, <laughs> you jump and miss, you're just like, whoa! <laughs> or, like, you, like, dive, and then, like, she just, like, moves out of the way, because you're like, she's like, what, what are you doing? Or something like that. I dive and an arrow hits far away. Oh wow! What? Yeah, it's a good thing too because uh, she completely failed that at her agility roll. So, hmm. really yeah, shot. Adam, you you managed to dodge in in front of her. Unfortunately, that means you took an arrow. Dang it! So, so that's an uh, that's a, a three. So I don't think that's very much for you though. Yeah, that's only superficial. So. You you increased odd penalties, but not not dice. You don't get a minus. So yeah, you have a nick basically. Did she she trip over Jared or something? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think that's probably what happened. 
she goes to like dodge normally or whatever and jared like try to like awkwardly step in front of her she <laughs> tripped over jared and then adam went in front of her and actually caught the arrow i got it in the shoulder wait no what uh yeah because i can i can do a try with one hand like well that's the thing like it's a superficial wound so it just kind of like scraped you maybe across the chest Across the cheeks, that if way. He get, if he got a hand on it, it wouldn't have been. If he got, if he got an arm or something on it, it would have been a cut, but nothing terrible. And then yeah. it would have deflected from its path enough that it wouldn't have hit. So that could have been. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good place to just kind of take our second break, and then we'll see what the heck is going on with these archers. So we'll see you okay. back in. Good shirts. These guys are bad. Minutes. Yeah, they really are. A quick note on a rules goof that you may have noticed if you're more familiar with the burning wheel. Several of the characters have made agility tests in situations where they should have made speed tests. Agility is the stat primarily governing your hand-eye coordination, while speed is the stat for quickness, footwork, and other things of that nature. Throughout the seasons, we make a few tests here and there that really should have been speed tests instead of agility tests such as when Cantarius tried to dodge Maddie's push, or in this next sequence, as Alphonse and Theo figure out how to deal with the hail of arrows. Back in 2016, we were still learning the game, and while I've tried to cut out most of the goofs and unnecessary baggage of that reality to give you a cleaner podcast, every once in a while, it won't be possible to edit out things like that wholesale. I promised we'd dig further into the magic of Saragon back in episode 1, and so I thought we would do some of that now. If you recall, magical abilities in the world are divided into nine categories of magic, called disciplines. The discipline that Connor's character Cantarius has access to is called the sensory discipline, and it allows him to make changes in perceptions to himself and others. He currently only has access to the sense of hearing, but in theory, he could learn others. The sensory discipline works by allowing the user to change perception. This is not so much increasing or decreasing an individual's natural ability to perceive by a specified amount, rather it is a magical change that is being induced that can and often does bend how the senses work entirely. For example, a character with a sensory discipline can hear a snippet of conversation in a crowded marketplace, despite the fact that a normal person, even with excellent hearing, would still not be able to tune out the ambient noise in order to hear the whispered conversation. With the sensory discipline, however, an individual can make their ears think that they are instead hearing a particular sound as if they were standing next to the conversationalists, essentially magically placing their ears in another location. The sensory discipline can also be used to change another person's perception, such as deafening an opponent or allowing them to hear your whispered words as if they were standing next to you. The examples that have been given have only been with the sense of hearing, but any of the senses can be changed with the discipline like we've described. You can make someone see something as if it was next to them, dampen your sense of smell to avoid a putrid scent, and much more. Another thing to discuss briefly here is how exactly we are treating the nine disciplines in the Burning Wheel rules. The Burning Wheel has several subsystems that deal with various magics, though the only one we actually use in Crow Inquisitors is the emotional attribute Faith. Sorcery, the default magic system in the Burning Wheel, involves long, drawn-out incantations and alchemical substances. And while there are indeed some magic users on Saragon who use such arcane components, that is a function of their power source, and not the nine disciplines themselves. 
Almost all of the effects of the nine disciplines have easy parallels to the various uses for magic in the art magic variant of sorcery, found in the Burning Wheel Codex, the second rulebook for the game. If none of that made any sense to you, don't worry about it. The main point here is that we will often use the obstacles and general direction of the way sorcery works in the Burning Wheel to dictate how we use the nine disciplines. But for all intents and purposes, the magic of Saragon is its own homebrew subsystem. We often simply treat a particular application of a discipline, such as Cantarius's hearing, as a magical skill, and use common sense to determine obstacle. As a reminder, all magical skills are automatically open-ended. Some of the rules of the nine disciplines we develop as the game goes on, and I as the game master understand the rules of the game better. But one thing that I knew was going to be a feature of the magic of Saragon, as determined by the rules, was the power source, and how it affects the use of the magic in-game. You may have noticed that Cantarius does not have an obvious power source himself. Well, where he gets the magical energy he uses to channel the disciplines is an intentional mystery. But you should have enough information to figure it out if you look closely. That's all for now. Let's get back to the action on Crow Inquisitors. We're back with the burn, the burning wheel. Oh, yeah. Archers kind of broke through the uh, windows of an abbey, so that happened. We have decided Adam's going to roll a faith, and then we're okay. going to throw him out the window at the archers. I'm going to roll a faith, but he's not going to throw me out a window. <laughs> <laughs> no, you really ought to be outside before you roll that faith. <laughs> I'm not going outside. I hate to oh, uh, what are you going to try to do with faith? First, I'm going to find out who it is. Are they, are they like, do they just break in or are they going to start attacking us? Um, you just see arrows and you're all kind of like oh. getting to the stones and you see a couple of nuns get skewered by the, by the arrows. <gasps> no. can, I like, can I try and take as many people as I can to safety? So that'd be like an uh, like a agility roll, kind of just like we'll go grab a bunch of people. Sure. Yeah. I <laughs> Dibs on grabbing the abyss. Just well, start scooping up a bunch them. of people, Mr. Incredible style. Well, okay, fine. I'll just take throwing them over take your shoulder. Added. First, to a safe place that like nah, not nah, I already did the turn. She's on top of that's me. Right an now. Opposed, that's an opposed you, speed test, isn't it? You're both yeah. trying to help the abbess. Yeah. yeah okay, sure. speed test. Go. Could we add each other's like you know so we both do it so we do it faster? I'd claim advantage. Okay. Because well, that's the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. Like if you if you want to do it like and only one of you do it, then that's an opposed thing. If you're just both doing it, then you just one person provides one dice of help to whoever's rolling. What's your speed, Adam? The question is, are you two competing or working together? Exactly. We're competing. <laughs> I mean, I just want to get her to, to safety. If, if I have to use Adam to do that, I will do that. Okay. So, who has the highest speed? I have two. I do. I have four. Okay, so roll oh. your four so speed a, via with one modifier. I have one modifier? Yeah. Because I'm assisting you. Because I'm the bigger man. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the base? Do I have to do a base obstacle or? Um, let's just go ahead and say the base obstacle is. Uh, let's see. So, what is your actual intent on this roll? What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to get her out, like out of the room. Make that an ob two then. What the heck? How'd I fail? Oh, you have wounds. And because of the ob penalty from the arrow. Oh yeah. So basically, I think what that means, I think the intent wasn't necessarily to get her out of the room. Um, it was to get her out of the room without getting hit again, right? Let me go ahead and roll that bow. I should have let Jared do the speed test. <laughs> <laughs> now she's mad at you for getting hit. Oh man. not going to be mad at me for that. Why did you let me get hit? Who does that? <laughs> oh. A B5 for her is only a light wound, so. Things are getting intense now. Yeah. What is your next step after that? Like, are we out of the line of the arrow? I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna say way here. I'm gonna go. I was like Alphonse, take care of her. I'm gonna go get all the like other people. Like I'm gonna try and bring them to safety. Okay. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, make another speed test then. Shoot, this is not gonna go well. My own persuasion test to aid him to get all the people's attention to be like, "Yo, come here now." That's a good idea. Sure. Um, I think it actually would be conspicuous to be honest. Jared's gonna, our Alphonse is gonna roll conspicuous. And can you, then can you add a modifier? I'll help him out. Uh, do you have conspicuous? Yeah. Oh, do you have so. a higher conspicuous, Theo? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you are a gladiator. I think you should probably have a higher. Yeah, conspicuous. my conspicuous is uh, uh, four. Yeah, so go ahead and roll conspicuous then, Theo. So this is gonna be like a series of links tests. I think actually, Theo, you could probably do all of this if you wanted to. And then Alphonse could just like give you help on it, these things. Yeah. So you're going to start off with a conspicuous. I'll, I'll just kind of lay out the whole pass. You're going to start with conspicuous and get their attention. Jared's going to roll a persuasion to persuade them to coming this way is their best option, even through the arrows kind of a thing. I'd probably call them all over to where we are now because it's out of the line of the arrows. Okay. And then we can be like, okay, yeah, everyone calm down. What's the, uh, what's the best way out of here? Are there any like secret exits? Okay, so, so Theo, <laughs> so you're going to roll your conspicuous. Jared's going to roll his persuasion, and then Theo, you're going to go ahead and roll speed to like help them along as they get over here. Go ahead uh, do I have a modifier conspicuous because he's kind of helping me out? Yes. Like, we're like, hey, hey, yep. okay. So you get one modifier for that, and then any other thing you think might help? It's odd for that. I don't think it'd be too hard. Yeah, it's op three. Op three. I'm probably going to fail. Dang it! No, no sixes. Okay, so that's fine. So that just means that you don't get through attention as fast as you would have liked. Alphonse, go ahead and do your persuasion. Theo can give you another dice to that if you want. So, okay, I'm gonna fork in conspicuous as well. You can't fork that in simply because it didn't work. Oh, he used conspicuous. Okay. What's the ob? Is it still four? Well, it's it's against their uh, will. Oh. Oh, Oh, we did. Yeah. I can't not succeed in persuasion. So yeah, you succeed on that. So that so your next dice is going to get an addition, Theo. So agility, agility with a modifier. Um, and I think the ob here is going to be uh four. And if you fail, you get hit with an arrow. Shoot! Oh no! <laughs> Dang you, got, you got a six. You got a six. I'm gonna reroll. <laughs> oh, it's a one. Right, so you got hit by another arrow. Oh boy. So just because I'm I'm lazy, I don't know how arrows work. Let's go ahead and just roll a bow here. Let's see how big this thing is. I'm just gonna die in this scene. I'm just gonna be like super injured, so I can't do anything. The worst luck, man. 
Hey, struck by lightning, struck by <laughs> an arrow. Just a two. That's not that much at all. And I'm not even sure if that's nope. That's that's nothing for you. So, it mean like at the finger or something. Yeah, basically, you got hit, but it didn't. It does not do anything to your actual performance. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and roll your speed then now for, okay. and you failed your agility, so you don't get another dice to this. So it's bad. I don't have any modifiers. Mm-mm. What's the um three? I'm still gonna fail. There's no way I'm. Oh, you got a six. You got a six. You got a six. That's a really easy roll to succeed on. Okay. Um. Oh, there you go. That's enough. Hey, you succeed. So you get everybody across without them getting killed. So no one else gets killed. You get them across. You get clipped. But that's it. And I think this is probably the time where uh, Cantarius and Antonius, we kind of skip back to you guys. And the family is kind of trudging up the hill toward the, the abbey. Do we see like archers and stuff or I want you to make a hearing test. Okay. So we succeeded not with style and it's gonna like you know barely squeaked by. Yeah, we squeaked by. <laughs> yeah. And, and about that time, uh Theo and Alphonse, the arrows kinda stopped coming through. Okay, what's the up? Three. Nice. Yes. You hear I think you guys are walking across that bridge. Okay, so Connor, where are you in reference to the the family? The family? Yeah. Uh, like how far away are you behind them kind of thing? 100 yards. The family has just got across the bridge when you kind of like go around the corner at the gate right there and start across the bridge, start across okay. the bridge yourself. So you start yeah. going across and uh, I think what happens Okay, yeah, so so you see right across there um, across the bridge, like it's that side right here is where they are breaking in. Okay. So, so basically, what you 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 hear the the twang of arrows and stuff like that, and you hear some like muffled, like kind of like conversing back and forth. So yeah, you hear like a bunch of movement and stuff over over there. Okay. Yeah, you you don't have a whole lot of reference for this. You know that it's across the bridge and like on this big building or whatever, but. And I know that they're attacking the place, right? Or do I just um, know that they're there? You, I mean, you hear bows being drawn and, and released. Okay, so I'm assuming then, like, it, it is safe to assume that my character assumes that... Yeah, you assume there's violence occurring somewhere. Okay. Because this is a nunnery, no one has bows over here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're, they have any enemies, they're probably being attacked. I mean, probably us, since we are, you know, their enemies. Well, but it's not. And I know that. Do I? How many? No, how many bows do I? Do I think there are? Do I um, know for sure that it's not us? I mean, it's not me because I can't fight to save my life. Okay. But would um, Antarius necessarily know that? We've only been together a few days, and most of the group has been off doing their own thing. And he's also blind, so yeah, he would be able to yeah. just look at your equipment or whatever. It's honestly definitely more than one bow being drawn in. So, oh, okay, I'll probably assume plausible, but, that you would think it could be Dellen, Alphonse, and Theo. But the question is, would my character care? Pro- I don't know. Probably. After my epiphany, probably. Alright, okay, so I'll probably try to get your attention. Antonius? Uh, yeah, Antonius. I was going to say Antavius, and I was like, I know that's not the answer. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll just I'll just go try to Try to get your attention discreetly without, you know, like, 
starting a brawl between me and the father. You're, yeah. you're basically at the gate, Antonius, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's actually open. Oh, right it's now, open? So, yeah. I'm just going to head straight through the gate. I mean, do I notice anything out of the ordinary? Now you can make an observation check. I don't know that I'd necessarily be specifically observing. I just want to get in and okay, get make, Maddie make perception, then. safe as quick as possible. Okay, where's my buttons? My uh, GM for another game once said that he had some people crossing a field and he had to make perception checks every 10 feet or something and that nothing actually ever happened. <laughs> Is it graduated or do I have an ob? I'm going to make it graduated, yeah. Okay. Let me see my numbers. Yeah, you got two sixes there, so you can increase those. In fate points or conscious extra effort? Um, narratively, or is it just a additional it's, it's tool for like us to... Okay. So in this case, then, it would make sense to spend a fate point, because it could be a lucky chance that I yeah. actually hear some or notice something going on. So I'm going to... Yeah. And those are both successes, then. So five. Okay. So it's so, a total of five. Yeah, I think what you, you, you kind of just take in the scene here, and you realize that there are some footsteps or some like footprints that kind of like lead into the abbey through the mud because um, it's just rained or whatever. And there's a lot of them, several, like mm-hmm. a, a, about, about a dozen sets. And okay. then you see like at the gate that there's like maybe a, a six that kind of went off leading over in that direction. What you hear is like, did you get any of them? No. Be quiet. Did you hear something? And then like silence. And you just get this feeling, you're like, uh, something's not right. Okay. Are they boot prints or are they like footprints I would expect to be made by nuns' shoes? No, definitely not. So like country bumpkin-ish boots or more of a military. No, no, no. It's definitely not military you know, green. It's not fancy, um, but they're utilitarian okay. boots. So traveling type boots yeah. then. Okay. So really all I've heard is I've heard some whispering and I see some bunch of boot prints. Is the gate, is there damage to the gate or is it just open? It's just open, yeah. Is there any remnants of the lightning bolt or did that happen inside the courtyard? No, that happened outside. But yeah, it was it was magic, so it just it just struck him. It didn't didn't leave any mark on the ground. Just curious. Uh-huh. Something's not right, but I'm not sure. I think at this point, my overarching thing that's got me going here is that Maddie is not well. So I think at this point, I'm going to continue inside the gate. Okay. Um, with the family yeah. and and try to and try to make my way inside. Okay. Yeah. Antarius, what are you doing? And he's inside. They step into the gate. You see them do that. But he's so he's not inside the building. But he's inside the court. He's inside the courtyard. Okay. So can I throw rocks at him? Somehow uh, gets his attention. You could throwing is a skill. So <laughs> no throwing is definitely a skill. Okay. So you have the sensory yeah. discipline. So yep. technically, you can make other people hear and see things as well. Or, I mean, just hear, because you only have the hearing portion of it, but you could learn the other senses. But yeah, you could totally, like, have Antonius, like, reach out with your mind and have Antonius hear a whisper in his ear. I'll do that. That sounds good. So, yeah, you're going to roll for that, I'm assuming? Yep. So just hearing sensory discipline? I think that's going to be against his will, which is three. Dang. I got uh, a six. I can six, use a big yeah. point. You get a six. Wait, no. 
three. You no, know, you it, it already. No, exploded. yeah, yeah. What you'd be doing is spending the fate point to re-roll any of the fatal dice because yeah, it's magic, so it explodes automatically. Why is six, six exploding? No, because there. This is a magic skill, so it automatically rerolls sixes for you. Oh, you can still spend a fate point, but what you're doing is not rerolling the six; is rerolling any of the failed dice. So, oh, one of them. Okay, yeah. Darn. Yeah, I think he's so used to doing it to himself that he he's think that you just kind of like mumble something, and then you're just like, oh, uh, and just kind of just dissipates into the wind, and you're like, well, that didn't work. I'm gonna look around the courtyard and look for. Order, none who's in charge of the gate, somebody, anybody who's to let me in officially because gate was open, but I don't, yeah, I'm going to call out and see if there's anyone at the gate to let us into the, or to get a doctor or something. So you're at like the secondary gate right here? Yes, yes. Okay, so. I've gotten in that far and then I'm looking to. Yeah, so, so you go up to a knock on it or whatever, and as, when you knock on it, like, it was just barely open, and so it kind of just swings in a little bit as you do so. And then you notice that there's, like, a pool of blood right between the crack of the door. Like, you can just see it. I'm going to put my hand on the shoulder of the blacksmith and indicate the blood to or point out the blood and kind of indicate for him to be quiet and then try to open the door slowly. Okay, it, it meets resistance. So I'm trying to open it inward? Yeah. Ooh, is it, like brick wall type resistance or is it no. kind of soft it's soft it's just like something heavy propped against the door yeah <laughs> or dead bodies uh, so i'm gonna put i'm gonna try to push the door all the way open okay so yeah you kind of just push a body of a nun out of the way and yeah it's like a really young like pale looking nun who just like is staring up at the sky the body got pushed out of the way this way so only you can see it going around the door but if yeah mm-hmm. i mean obviously if you have the other people come in they'll see it so Okay. I'm going to try to... Okay, I'm going to talk to the blacksmith, August, and I'm going to tell him something is really not right here. There's a dead knot on the other side of the door. You should head back to the village as quickly as possible. I need to find out what's going on. Um, and he looks at you and he's like, no, no, I, I have to get my daughter... Did you say dead nun? Yes. There's blood on the floor here and she's... He pales and makes, like, the ward against, like, darkness kind of thing. Is it visible that she was killed by violence of some form? Her throat has been slit. Okay. It looks to be bandits or some <laughs> form of attack. On the... Yeah, bandits are worse. You really do need to get back to the village as quickly as possible. Raise the alarm and see if you can get some constables or whoever the authority in the town to do that sort of thing would be. Go ahead and make a, a test for me. Persuasion? I mean, you can. Yeah, I mean, it would be persuasion, but you can, if you can finagle it in a different way, you could try yeah. to make it just an intimidation check. If you wanted to. But. That's true. Just try to impress upon him the sense of urgency and the fact that he sticks around, he could die. So let's make that a intimidation then. His will is three. What's the album? Three. Eesh. Arg. Yeah, so you still, you still failed. He says no. We will wait here. You you go on ahead and and figure out what's happening, and then you come and get me right away. I need to make sure my daughter is safe. And there's like a tear that kind of goes down his eye. <laughs> you can, it kind of like glistens in the moonlight. Oh, by the way, um, the red the, the moon on this planet is red. So awesome. So I'm just gonna say something to the effect that 
I'm going to try as hard as I can to help your daughter. And if you need, you need to stay out of sight, I'm going to see if I can find the doctor. Okay. And then I'm yeah. going to walk through the door and the building. Maybe the intent would be to comfort him, but I don't know that it's necessarily something I care one way or the other what, what he thinks of it. I just, mm-hmm. I need to say something before I leave, you know? So, Connor? Yes. What is Kentaris doing again? I was trying to get Antonius to, you know, not go in and to realize that they were, they were being attacked, but I failed. I mean, I still don't think he knows, right? And does he know? He knows, right? He knows now, but yeah, you don't he know knows. that he knows. Yeah, but I don't know that. Uh, so, I mean, I'd probably just rush in. Would no, you, I think I'd go, go handle it myself. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You you go ahead uh, off to this side here. Uh, take an issue. Yeah, and you're, and you're uh, character. When there's confrontation, I take the lead. So, so yeah, I you, invent something. You go ahead and... No, I invent something. Okay. I'm going to make some sort of object really fast. And uh, since I'm always... And I said that I made the scavenging roll earlier today. Uh, sure. Go ahead and make a scavenging yeah. roll. What are, you, what are you trying to find? I don't know. Can I fork in junk-wise? Ah, uh, yeah, you can fork in junk-wise. And no, there's no gunpowder, so... Any other Any ideas? type of explosive? No. Darn. Okay, how do I fork in uh, junk-wise with scavenging? You just add one modifier. Like a boomerang, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> boomerang? You can do that. <laughs> why a boomerang? Wrist-mounted crossbow that has instant deployment and automatic reload. That- to be honest, you could uh, find... Uh, a crossbow with ob three scavenging I, tests. So I'm doing that. Unfortunately, you don't know how to use the crossbow, but nice. Okay, so did you just steal well, this you crossbow you from someone? Hook on the thing and just no, I scavenged. So someone just threw a crossbow in the trash. I mean, to be fair, I was thinking I would just make one, but you can't. You don't know how to make a crossbow. I have mending. Okay, I found a broken, so I mended it. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Um, go ahead and make a, um, what's it called? A uh, mending test. Factoring in junk-wise again? Sure. Um, make okay. that an op three again. Yes. Alright, so I'm going to town. So you just fixed up the crossbow. Yeah, so, it so, was across the bridge, right? Uh, yeah, they're, they're like I right across the bridge. They're like right here. You have to like go along the edge of that. Oh. So yeah, should you make a stealthy for me? Yeah, I don't think I have stealth. You don't. So add it to me, learned, and then based on the speed. But the ob is against their observation, so. Which is a zero, so awesome. You only need to get uh, one success. Well, that's good. Awesome. Yes. So you managed to sneak up on them. Uh, you want to shoot them with a crossbow, my friend? Yes. All right, cool. So let's let's go ahead and head over to Alphonse and Theo again. Alphonse and Theo, you just got all the nuns behind the quarter or whatever. What are you going to do with them, like? So I try to calm down uh, the abbots, and I'm like, okay, is there, is there any way out of here? Uh, we need to get you to safety. She says, there's a path that goes south uh, along the cliffs. Uh, there, there's a watchtower down there. Um, it's for sending emergency signals. That might be the best way. It's also okay. very defensible. Let's go. I would, like, stay back and try to give you some time, but I'm so injured that it's, it, would, it would kill me. Like, I'm just going to go with you guys. We all follow the abbots, basically. So, Theo, did you take your trident with you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I grabbed it. You were going out to, like, grab all the 
the people, I think I'm going to have to make have you make one more agility roll to grab your trident without being poked. I being thought poked. he'd grab the trident when they had brought the abyss in. The only time he could have done that was when he was like running about like getting the people in, and that's what he was focused on. He didn't say he was doing anything else, and so... How hard do you think it would have been to grab my trident? It wouldn't be too hard, because, I mean, it was much harder to, like, get the people out than... Like, do I have any modifiers? Like an ob 2 agility. Do you have any modifiers? Um, do you have a skill that's... Oh, arena-wise, you could do arena-wise again. This is yeah. definitely applicable for arena-wise, because you're yeah, going to get your weapon. Though, because, like, yeah. if you think of it this way, like, if we were put into arena, and then you're like, mm-hmm. start, we probably wouldn't start with weapons. Maybe in a certain arena mm-hmm. game, it would be like, oh, go grab a weapon. Happy you know, like, Hunger Games. Yeah, like the Hunger Games, like, go grab a weapon. Literally what that is right now, so. I fail, I'm going to be so mad. Wow. That I, was, I got a terrible really roll. sad. I guess I don't have my trident anymore. Yeah, okay, so, so let's do that then. Let's say you didn't get hit by another arrow, but you lost, like, you don't have your trident with you. You, yes. just, you had to leave it. So I just have my skills, basically. But unfortunately, since you didn't take any sort of hand-to-hand combat skill or n- nothing to do with fighting at this point, if we get into another fight... What, I don't? No, you decided not to take brawling, remember? But I have two-fisted fighting. That just means that you can, you, you know how to use two weapons in one hand. Or two weapons in, you know, in each hand. Or one weapon, in, weapon each hand. in each hand. There you go. Two weapons in each hand, that's impressive. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can I switch that out because I didn't know? Sure. No, that's fine. I, didn't, I honestly didn't know it was two no. weapons. Okay, I, I get that. I wouldn't have used two weapons. That's I thought fine. it meant like fighting meant I was really good with just that's, fighting with my That's my bad then. Yep. So that actually costs two points. So if you wanted to, you could just put both of those points into brawling. Your brawling would be at three. If I added the two points to brawling? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Cool. So you have brawling at three now. I think you have a shield too, don't you? Yeah, I have a shield. Yeah, so at least there's someone in this, the two man show about Von Theo who knows how to. Fight things. Technically, Alphonse could help you with his one dice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw my shoe at them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Antonius, let's go. Let's let's come back to you. And you are sneaking up through this kind of big courtyard area. Go and make a stealthy roll for me. Uh, I don't know that I actually have a stealthy because even though you're a criminal, and... yeah, you did other things instead. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my time. Beating guards. Yes. Yeah. Most of my criminal days was getting out of jail, not doing Game cat burglary. In another life, maybe I would have been a good cat burglar. A lockpick skill like I've got. So I'll have to do... have to try to learn stealthy. So there you go. Yeah, I added a It's going to be against uh, observation. That's going to double to four. Nice. Yeah, so I think what happens then is uh, one of the guys that you recognize from being at like the front gate when you guys got there. He's one of the guards. He's in his guard uniform right now. Um, he has like just kind of black clothing on right now. He steps out. He just tries to stab you. So I got a two successes. Well, I am going to attempt to block and get him with my knives then. So is that that's just one roll? Try to kill him with my knives? Yep, that just be knives in response. And whoever gets the best kills the other person. Or which isn't their intent. So his his intent is to stab you in the gut. Well, my intent is to not get stabbed and to cut him. Because usually the first person to get cut in a knife fight is the one who loses. It's a slightly different in a sword fight, but in a knife fight, the first person to get cut is usually the one who loses because it's about blood loss. Mm-hmm. 
more than anything. Keeping up stamina and having more blood to lose. So I'm going for major arteries. Well, hang on, though. Last time I attempted to just name something, I ended up being mauled. So let's go for the jugular. Okay. Sweet. <sighs> he is dead. Yeah, Antonius, tell me how this goes. Well, if he's just going to stab me in the gut, it's a matter of a sideways motion getting inside the swing of the sword. So it's as simple as blade of the knife to the blade of his sword is a sort of a sideways deflection, grab his arm, and then it's just a Quick flick with the wrist, yeah. Straight up the run of the arm, and we can go right in between the chink, mm-hmm. right in between any form of helmet and the shoulder pad. And unless he's got some form of face protection, like a knight would wear for jousting or something, he can go right up through. He definitely doesn't have that. So he Sweet. collapses bleeding to the courtyard, and Antonius shows how much of a boss he is. So we're in the courtyard. Where did he come from in the courtyard? So you were like walking like towards the middle here and he kind of like came out from like over by this shed. I think I'm going to, I'm going to look at the footprints on the ground. The six-ish pairs we saw coming in, did most of them head toward the main building? Do they kind of spread out? Do they mill around, get lost? Some of them kind of spread out, but most of them go in the building or like around to like a side entrance. I think I'm going to head to the main gate then. Well, is the main gate, can I see if it's open from here? It is, is it visibly not open. open. No, it's closed. Okay. Um, I think I'm actually going to follow the footprints to the side gate then. So head around to the side gate there, I think. I'm going to follow follow the footprints around toward the side door. Okay, so yeah, you go, um, you go over, like, over this be. way. Yeah. So, so yeah, you go over that way. Um, at this point, the, the archers have already stepped inside the antechamber, uh, Cantaria. So you just, you catch them as they're like, Climbing in over the shattered glass. Okay. So you could pro- glass. you could probably like take a shot at them if you wanted to from there, but yeah, I'll do that. You're using crossbow, which you don't have. What's the uh ob uh, four? An ob four or an ob two? Because it's going to double. If you wanted to make a hearing <laughs> a hearing check as a linked test to be an advantage dice, that's yeah. fine. What does that mean? Uh, do you like an ob three hearing? Oh my goodness! Nice. You isn't your hearing, like, really good, though? How'd you get a yeah. 1? Write down ob 4 for the crossbow test. Oh, 1 out of 10. Wow, look at that. Beautiful. Um, but all it really um, does <laughs> is alert them, alert them to your presence. Okay, um, I roll an intimidation check, then. Okay, so... so the- I, I, I literally just do my best to look like the most dark, menacing person on this entire planet. Okay. Is it nighttime? Uh, yeah, of course it is, yeah. Okay, so that'll add to it. I'm blind. So, so are you going to do something along the lines of that was a warning shot? Yeah, except something a lot more cool than that. Shots <laughs> <laughs> fired. I, I, I say, curious is the trap maker's art. His efficacy unwitnessed by his own eyes. That is so right. So Slow. intimidation, do that. Woo, beautiful. So I succeeded. Is that their steel then? Are they all like afraid of me? Or Percy looks look at looks at you as a girl or a woman, I should say. Um, and she looks back at you, and, and the other the others actually don't notice you that they're like they're going into the building already. And she she like looks back and has like a, the bow in her hands like this. All right. And what I try to do is I try to make myself look supernatural. Like I I shouldn't exist because there's a blind guy that just shot at mm-hmm. you. I am some sort of spirit demon yeah, or something. She runs and she says, the demons have arrived. Run! 
that's got some interesting connotations, doesn't it? But I'm not there to unpack them. So we're just going to skip over to Alphonse and Theo then. So where are we exactly then? You are, you're leading, or I mean, the abbess. Is like, are we still the in the building or did we make it out of the building? You're, you're we just made it out of the building? Okay. I peek out the door. Stealthily. <laughs> and you see three different, like, thug-looking guys about to look up at you and they're, like, they're walking towards the door. Well... I don't know if Adam's paying attention, but I'm like, okay, Theo, get be be prepared to run. I'll take care of. I I have a plan. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll let you do that then. Okay, so I, I open the door and I, I pretend I'm out of breath. You guys, Abbas is uh, trying to escape the front. She's a uh, she's a magic user. We need everyone to group to regroup at the front. Okay, false that crap. I'm going to add bullcrap wise. I'm going to add conspicuous because I'm trying to get all of their attention focused on me. Um, off five, because there are multiple of them. Crapola. <laughs> Can Adam do a faith? <laughs> so, do you want to pray to, like, give him a boon or something like that? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna add... Okay, so you can either open-end his skill, or give a plus one dice to it, or give a up to plus three. Give, do the up to plus three, because I, I, get, I have all the fate to open-end it. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Up three. Shoot, this is this is probably isn't gonna work. Unfortunately, that didn't help you at all. Get a good roll for both of us. So the uh, base out is five. Knowing my luck. Ooh, yes. Okay, so yeah, they're like chaos, man. I didn't know that. And then they just yeah, they run. Wait, we did it. Yes. Where, where, where are they now, and where are they running? They're running right towards you, Antonius. We we go back to Antonius, and he sees these three thugs. And how do you respond to them, Antonius? Well, let's see. Are they... Oh, boy. Hmm, they're all armed. They're all running towards me. Yeah, I'm just going to bull rush the first one of them. And can I smash oh, into no. him to get him off balance and then kill him with my knife? Um, I think what happens is... Would um, that be a you, you, like, you, like, get ready to do that. And then you hear the clap of hoots. A horse kicks in the gate right over here. And in rides Delon Tan, sword shining in the moonlight. And he says, you idiots. And then that's where we Who the heck is character. Delon? Davis character. Dude, that's sick. Beautiful. I, Something I've been tells to me of... we've just wrecked Delon's plan, haven't we? Well, we'll have to see next time on Chrome Inquisitors. <laughs> Let's take a look at our characters' beliefs, instincts, and traits, and see if they earned any Artha. Uh, beliefs and instincts and traits and stuff and give you guys some fate so we can get out of here. Alphonse. I'm just as good as Dylan, and I'll prove it by messing up his name. Take mission. a fate uh, for that. Okay, yeah. I want to end the papacy, so I will protect the abyss from us. Take fate. 
honor of throwing my reputation by making people think I'm a good guy. Fate, I mean, you haven't accomplished it yet. Yeah. Always entertain myself. I don't do that. Yeah, you do that. I mean, I always have alcohol. Like, nope. Always make the situation worse. I made David's situation worse, and I made Antonius' situation worse. I don't think so. Not this time. I sent all those guards to him. Oh, that uh, counts. Rebel Rouser, I rebel roused the guards. I did get you in trouble, so. No, okay. Mark of privilege, no. Unlucky, no. Uh, Rapier wit, no. Yeah, no, on, only four this time. I'm, oh, wow. man. You're I'm kind of slacking. Um, you're, okay. you're slipping, dude. Gantarius? Uh, I was spared for a reason, I'll administer my own justice. Um, if you want to count the crossbow thing, was that part of your justice? I mean, they were attacking a nunnery. Sure, yeah, take faith for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the staff is the key to figuring out what happened to my son. If I break it, maybe the bondage of my son will take faith for that. Well. I'll always do what's right no matter what anyone thinks. I'll make sure that there's no needless deaths. I just attacked a bunch of archers on my own. You're working towards it. If there's a confrontation, I take the lead. Yep, I'm getting in trouble. Always inventing something that caused me to shoot a crossbow at a bunch of archers and fail pitifully. You know, that's a good point. Go ahead and take care of that. All right, never harm a child. Um, you didn't. It didn't get you into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you actually no, harmed a child, Connor. It wasn't on purpose, though. Wait, what'd you say, Cub? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't get you into trouble. So, all right. I mean, mental. It's your hand that you Anyway, take, um, take one for blind, but I don't think the other ones really. I have eight fate points now. And yes, I want to get my life back, so I'll prove myself by completing this mission. I don't know that I necessarily worked toward the mission while this was going on. No, I was primarily really concerned about helping yeah. helping people. Mm-hmm. I despise the oppressive nobility, therefore I will hurt the first noble I see. I didn't do that either. No, no nobles involved other than Jared, but he doesn't really count. I don't want to be a horrible person, therefore I'll rein in the bloodthirsty impulses. The other members of the party, this first step to this is for them from harming anyone at the Abbey until we have proof of heresy. I don't know that I did that directly. Um, I think what you should do, um, Antonius, is maybe change the belief to, to something about Maddie and get fate for it this time. Like, yes. make sure that she's cured and you can get fate for it this time and the persona when she actually it does get cured. Mm-hmm. I always believe I am right. I would say not particular. Well, I mean, I, did, I don't know if I really did got you into trouble. Give Contarius a lecture. Didn't get me into trouble, though. Not really. I always have a knife on me. Didn't really get me into trouble. It definitely helped you. But I did, did put it to use. Is that fake point or no, it's not? not? Go ahead and take one for unlucky because, I mean, who was to know that you would be causing all of these problems for this poor blacksmith family? It's all your fault. Because mm-hmm. Kentaris so, yeah. had nothing to do with mm-hmm. it at all. I mean, all I wanted to do was break a stick. No, don't talk your way out of it. Don't talk your way out of it, dude. Well, it's too late. I already did. Oh, got him. <laughs> All right, Theo. I'm sorry. Bring us home. <laughs> um, if I do Narani's building, I'll get my wife back. I'll kill the abbess for her. I think that should change to our... I will do Narani's building, but I'm just, uh, but I'm deciding whether or not to do it for my wife or for the abbess. So it's like, I, I'm trying, but I have to decide. So it's like, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, you can take faith for that. Uh, and you work towards increasing your faith. Well, you didn't actually do it, though. The goddess tells me to kill someone, I killed them. It didn't get you into trouble, really. Always judge a book by its cover. But he danger got me in trouble. Yeah, that's definitely true. You got hit multiple times with arrows. That is three fate points for you. 
I have an idea of how to destroy Jared's reputation, though. Ooh. Wait, you want to destroy my reputation? Just so the abbess doesn't like you. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, oh, you could make the belief about that. Next week. Uh, to be fair, I could convince her that you've done everything. Next so... week on Crows of Our Lives. I'm just going yeah, to tell you that you like, killed an orphanage full people. of children. Yeah. And that you slept with the Pope's daughter. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to tell her you slaughtered a bunch of orphans. I did it out of love. <laughs> so did Alphonse. Yeah. So did, uh, so did uh, Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. Too soon, Kate. You're you're lusting after her. I love her. So nah, I'm a, I'm a new man, Theo. Same bad time, same bad channel. Next week, Chrome Wizards. Be hey, there hey, or be square. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we understand if you don't though have a great day everybody thank you for playing guys that was episode 4 of Crow Inquisitors look out for bonus content during the week as well such as original fiction, music and other extras to tide you over until we return to the campaign proper I hope you've enjoyed the story so far thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode 